It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and a prettier day than it was yesterday here at the nursery. Can you believe it? It is nice, 1604 and Bull Road, and we uh, welcome you to come on out and ask your gardening question in person, or you can call us at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Well, gentlemen, what's going on with you? Oh, just uh, enjoying this beautiful weather and uh, looking at the pretty plants out here. And uh, I see that spinach. I can see the spinach from here. And uh, the uh, it's got to be a weird personality when you look out there among all the beautiful plants that Millburger has. Yeah, yeah. Spinach and 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 pansies and everything and his. Spinach is the most attractive one he finds. <laughs> I guess I guess that comes with being a vegetable specialist. Yeah, there I you think go. So. I have to be true to the to the cause. Uh, well, we got a. As Milton and I were walking out yesterday, uh, we, we saw uh, some beautiful flowers over there. Uh, beautiful roses over there. And Milton, uh, on on the way out, and Milton identified him. He said, is that Grandma's yellow? Sort of identification. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that is. <laughs> and I was surprised, too, because they're full, they've are full. they got full foliage. Foliage is fully gr- uh, green. Any and they got blooms. they got blooms? Yeah, mm-hmm. open blooms and buds. You know, it's... Uh Strange, we were talking, uh, last week we were talking about the uh, Martha Gonzalez. Yeah. Guy being, blooming up a storm after a summer of not doing anything. (laughs) Now it's doing well. Uh, I guess it's uh, those tough modern roses, uh, you get them a little bit of uh, mild temperatures and some moisture. Yeah. Uh, They they can do pretty well. I've got to ask Trace where he got these. because they they must, they had to be in a greenhouse, you know. Roses at this time of the year mostly have, have defoliated, and uh, uh, some of the buds have been frozen off or broke or broke or used, and so. But these are pristine. Yeah, I think I, I think this is a, an exceptional year, a different year, because I've had. Uh, some gardeners, you know, quite a few people walk in our neighborhood. Yeah. And gardeners, there. Uh, I've got the. Uh, what's the what's the 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 rose that is that is used by everybody that's. Uh, uh, it blooms at this time of the year. Yeah, it blooms. Uh, uh, Miss Dudley Cross. No. Um, one of the it's got a re- relatively small the uh you're not talking about uh knockouts or knockouts yeah, yeah i i saw i pulled pulling through a cane's chicken place the other day 
and uh, there was a red double knockout, big blooms and it, sitting and up there. Yeah, and I was, uh, can't remember what I was doing. I was, oh, I guess I was loading br uh, brush for the pickup, and they, <coughs> these walkers came through, and they took the opportunity to come in there and look at at the blooms. Yeah. They, they, were, they were doing the, why are those things blooming yeah. like that? You know, and, and then they, they mentioned that uh, they had some uh, uh, some uh, other tough modern roses. I don't remember which selection yeah. they had that were were taking advantage of this kind of in the in the middle weather. Yeah, I had to get tough with, a, with one of your Aggie buddies. Uh oh, I got. <laughs> I got a message on uh, Wednesday, I guess it was, uh, from uh, John Patterson. And at, at the end of his deal, he put an 81. Oh. What does that mean, Kevin? It means he graduated in 1981. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you can spot those Aggies, true Aggies, a mile away. Well, and that, that is a particularly good year. Uh, is, it, is that when you graduate? Yeah, with a PhD. No, let me think here. I got every. I have a degree every twelve years. So <laughs> one of those. But anyway, he writes and says, "I'm in the hunt for Grandma's yellow rose. Tried to find one last year, but was unsuccessful. Could you help me? I live in San Antonio area, but would be willing to drive." Well, actually, hmm. you, uh, you did a, a good job of last <laughs> of last fall of uh, identifying where they were. Yeah, people, you just had, they had to respond. There's yeah. there not a <laughs> huge number of them available. Well, I I had to get rough with him, Milton. I wrote back, John. Did you capital letters explanation mark? Man, did you accuse him of being a UT graduate? Or no, what? I didn't. <laughs> I, I knew better. You, you get, weren't that tough. I didn't get that rough with him. Shame on you, capital wow. explanation mark. I can tell by your question that you have not capital letter. Jeez, Louise, let Forrest answer these. You're been, <laughs> <laughs> been listening to Millburgers South. Gardening, South Texas? Uh, Gardening, Texas. And uh, as I was doing this, I realized I didn't have a a link to our radio show on the front page of Plant Action. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you did. I thought I did, too, but uh, I couldn't find it. But I, I guess everybody we're telling everybody to go to plantanswer.com, so probably didn't dawn on me to go oh, ahead and yeah. put a link backwards. But... Uh, Anyway, I said uh, they uh, you hadn't been listening to the radio program. If you had been listening, caps letters, you would have heard that Millburgers Nursery has had the world supply of Grandma's Yellow Rose all year. Capital, uh, thanks <sighs> to Trace. <laughs> I, I still got another hundred fifty books. Oh no. <laughs> And in fact, have some beautiful blooming plants right now. Capital explanation mark. Did you? Where did you? Where in the world did you find? Somebody must have kept those in the greenhouses. Probably. Those are beautiful. Yeah, the ones <laughs> we have. Yeah, Milton, the record saw them yesterday. Another 150 right behind it. Wow, because <laughs> they look like mine. 
Really? Not, not quite this nice. They look a lot nicer, but mine has that bloom is distinctive for the grandma's yellow. And so he he wrote back. No, I hope he used a lot of capital letters and exclamation. Points. No, he didn't. Oh. Said uh, you caught me. <laughs> no excuse, sir. However, such a polite Aggie. You express true Aggie spirit by showing me grace and pointing me to Millburgers. That's probably the first time anybody here's Jerry is displaying grace. Amazing grace. That's what I am. Uh, I tried them last year and and got a Belinda's rose, but never found Grandma's yellow there. I don't know when he got, because we've had you've had them. I don't think he's been shopping here. <laughs> what what what? How many did you get that in the spring? I, it must have been. Close to a hundred of them. Uh, it was at least a hundred. So I, I booked more. I booked like two hundred. I think I brought fifty in already. <laughs> and then he says, "I'll head right over there." Thanks again, John. Oh. Well, That's you know, a, I saw somebody with a, one in a cart this morning. Uh, oh. I bet that uh, was, was him. John. John yeah. May, John may have been here this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he wearing maroon. <laughs> uh, you don't recall. I saw the rose in the cart. Yeah. That was all you focused yeah. on. Did he have a 1981? <laughs> yeah, graduate 81. And then he wrote me back. Says another question, no. if I may. Yeah, he's brave. And polite. I'm surprised, yes, I'm surprised Melburgers has Grandma's Yellow Rose this time of the year. If I can snag one, what's next? Plant it or protect it till spring? I got that this morning. Plant? At 9.50. Uh, and then I wrote him back. Where, where does he live? Immediately. That could have been him because that was about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. I said, I, I wrote him back and said, I was surprised. No caps this time, Milton. Uh, I said, I was surprised to see them in full leaf with blooms, too. They won't freeze damage, but since they're actively growing with blooms, I would protect them from a freeze to keep them growing and blooming. Is that what you, your advice? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, if they they go through a, like a 29-degree yeah. or a, thir- <laughs> a 32 degree, yeah. they'll have to lose some foliage. Right, right. Last week when it froze, we put them under, the table, uh, under a table we were covering. Okay. So, that, so that's, y'all been protecting that's to, them too. That's to not break the blooms off. Yeah. So... Uh, they're beautiful made, blooms made, on those made things. Made sense to stick them under the table. <laughs> and then I said, I imagine they were grown in a greenhouse. I would imagine. But uh, so, and and as I was walking in, uh, that's about the only roses you have out here. You uh, haven't got your shipment. In. I've got well, what's that one further down the way from uh, Grandma Joe? Pretty sure there's knockouts over there. And oh, I think knockouts. some drifts over there. Okay. And antiques, I'm hoping, in about two, maybe three weeks. Okay, good. Then the fancy ones won't be till sometime Marchish, yeah. early Marchish. So uh, I think we brought John around. You know, even even the Aggies, if you hit them in the head with something. Uh, but I, I would, I would say that you're probably responsible for that trace. Is that all it takes? Because <laughs> you, because you have been a, a champion of keeping Grandma Jeller. I try. The uh, and the the good thing about that is uh, most nurseries 
have quit quit propagating. That's true. And uh, after after Color Spot did it for a while, but uh, then they stopped. But uh, we've still got a couple of nurseries that are still keeping Grandma's Jello up, and they have they have it. Uh, they have it at the uh, Rose Emporium, but uh, they, they're friends with uh, my buddy Greg Grant, who insists on calling that Nacogdoches. Oh. Was the original. That you was, just can't trust that, Greg. I know it. And that was the original name for <laughs> Grandma Yellow. And uh, uh, the reason I didn't leave that name on it. It's because I can't spell Nacogdoches no. three times in a row I and have, get it right. I have to admit, I, I kind of like that sound of that word, <laughs> Nacogdoches. And then I lived, I had a peach so orchard over there for 10 years, so I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> Were you pushing for Seguin to be successful then? <laughs> Do what? Were you pushing for Seguin to be successful? You no. Seguin. No, okay. no. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I always tell the story that my supervisor, as near as a supervisor I ever had, uh, was which one? Al, you Al, lived, Al lived through several. You know. <laughs> Al Wagner was the department head, and uh, when I, we named that, uh, Doctor Larry Stein and I named that after his grandmother, after she passed away, and it's her picture. I think I saw. Or picture on your tag out here, standing by the grandma's yellow rose. That's grandma, huh. and uh, so uh, everybody kicked up a fuss when we named it Grandma's Yellow. They didn't like the name, and uh, uh, <laughs> Al Wagner, Doctor Al Wagner over at uh, Texas A&M. I think he's retired now, but uh, he. He wrote me a, a little note saying that maybe I should reconsider calling that Grandma Jella and call it Nacogdoches. And in the email, he missed, he uh, he used the term Nacogdoches three three times. And misspelled it. And misspelled it every time. <laughs> misspelled it different every time. <laughs> and I just wrote it back. My point stands. It'll be Grandma's yellow. So uh, that 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 name is caught on pretty good. And, and she, we tested the roses out there at her house in uh, 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 right outside of Castorville. So that's Al Wagner's grandmother. No, no, no. That was Larry Stein's. Oh. Doctor Larry Stein's grandmother. She was a pistol. Big big gardener. Sit on, t- sit. On, I sit on the porch and talk to her while Larry worked in her garden. Mm-hmm. We grew a lot of the colorful blue bonnets out there, increased the the seed numbers out there. But she was a, a real gardener. Any burnt orange? Uh, no, no. Huh. We, he, he we kept. Isn't that surprising? It's every color of the rainbow. We kept looking for orange. it, and every time I thought I was closing in on it, the plants would disappear. Right after Dr. Stein came in, <laughs> who was a third-degree Aggie, and uh, I think I think all his kids went to A&M, too. But uh, he, he wouldn't help me with that project. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, so we got, got an Aggie hooked up with some Grandma's Yellow, and if, if, I, if we hadn't walked out, 
that away the other yeah, day. Yeah, we probably wouldn't have seen him. Because I, I always come in the back by the spinach. <laughs> and I think we got a few uh, white blue bonnets left. What about the there? stocks? Weren't you telling us about stocks yesterday? Yeah, they're right there. There's some. Uh, yeah. I yeah, where those people are. The people are standing. Are they actually booming now? No, no, they're just, they look like those spinach. <laughs> they're just leafy. Oh, looks nice. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, I think they're mixed colors and they're in uh, four and a half inch, maybe, uh-huh. containers and they're small. So, uh, perfect to go in the landscape. Now, uh, uh, another thing I saw coming in was uh, they've got a few geraniums out there. Now, we've talked about this is geranium weather. What we're having now, like it's spinach weather. Yeah, where have they been hiding? It's also geranium weather. Where have they been hiding the geraniums? <laughs> well, they haven't got many, but they're, they're right over there on the last bench uh, toward the uh, north side of the last bench. But... Uh, yeah, they love this. They love this. Oh, weather. this is wonderful weather for geranium. Uh, and they'll take a, a pretty hard frost. Well, and that's it's, uh, consistent with what we were talking about, the uh, old-fashioned roses, tough modern roses. And uh, that the geraniums are in that same league. Right. They, they, they prosper in this kind of weather. Okay, okay. We need to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer is Al continues his January birthday tribute uh, to uh, some artists out there. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. In just a moment, we're going to reach out to uh, Murray Warner, who is the president of the San Antonio Rose Society. We'll find out what's going on with them and uh, how they're handling COVID and uh, are they able to do any, I don't think they're able to do any get-togethers, but they might be doing some stuff virtually. And if nothing else, we'll talk a little bit about roses uh, and just the club in, in general. So when things do get back, we did this one year and I kind of liked it when we reached out to all these organizations and found out what they did. And uh, y'all, y'all can decide who's next if you want, if you want, <laughs> if you want to do this. Bonsai Society, we can... Orchid Society? Oh, yeah. We, I don't know. Did we ever talk to the Orchid Society? I don't, I don't remember. Know. Okay. We oh, can... yeah. We, we did. Did we? Okay. Did we? Right. Yeah, because uh, we participated in their, uh, uh, their orchid show? show twice, yeah, twice or three times. No. Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at the uh, mushroom book yet? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. I didn't memorize it. No. That's okay. Well. Did you find out how to tell the poisonous ones from the safe one? No, that's a. Yeah, you got to really be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and serious, it's probably yeah. best to err on the side of just don't eat any of them. <laughs> right, but right. Is there a mushroom uh, society in San Antonio? No, I don't or is think that so. is that entirely different? Not the, I'm I don't thinking think of something so. different. <laughs> I don't All right. Think. Hey, we've got Murray on the line at 210 308 8867. He is the president of the uh, San Antonio Rose Society. Murray, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. You guys doing all right? Yeah, pretty good. 
Yeah, nice day out here. Say, have y'all excommunicated uh, or ex uh, commu- uh, gotten rid of Bud Little? <laughs> or is he still a member? <laughs> or is he still alive? Bud is really alive. He's alive and kicking. Uh, every every time y'all come out here, he picks on Bud Little. Poor Bud. Well, he, if, if he's not here to protect himself, uh, that's oh, his that, that's where the best time. Yeah. Of course, he uh, Jerry never uh, dared pick on Jackie Clark or any some of the other. The top well, out, I tried a few times. Jackie would have hurt him. It didn't work out well. Well, Murray, I kind of wanted to do two things. I know the. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Bud's still, Bud's still here, but we, we've had a very heartbreaking week. We lost Eddie Garcia this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. I was going to mention that. I know, oh. I know, you guys, I know you guys knew Eddie. Uh, he was yeah, one yeah. of our, our main guys. We got a, yeah, got Eddie, a note. Yeah, from, Eddie, <laughs> we got a note from Ed Bradley about it. Right. Yeah, Eddie was terrific at, yeah. the, at the presentations, and yeah, really, and he, he would always come up to the yeah, exactly. Deal. Always had a smile and a laugh to yeah share with us. He'll be missed. Said uh, uh, Ed. Uh, yeah, Ed Bradley wrote in and said, uh, "Would you please notify Doctor Parsons and Doctor Finch that Eddie Garcia passed away." Early morning, January the 10th. And uh, we in the Rose Society interacted with these guys on the radio show. A lot of times Ed Ed would uh, call in. Yeah, correct us. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Well, Ed Ed Bradley and and Eddie Garcia were the heart of the Rose Society, and we we are really going to miss Eddie. He was was a member for 53 years. Wow! I was going to ask about that. I, I, I had, I had several. I had done several uh, radio programs with him. I mean, TV programs with uh, uh, Ed with Eddie and uh, yeah. and uh, Doctor uh, Lionel Padnall. Is, right. Is yes. he is he still around or has he passed? No, he, no, he's not. Sad to say. Okay. Okay. So the Royal Society has always been a good stop for uh, 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 the members, well, and of Ed, course Jackie Clark. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie uh, was for a long, a long time employee with the HEB too. And oh, is that right? Yeah, even uh, in some of those programs early in that history that were sponsored by HEB, Eddie was a key uh, key factor in uh, organizing those and. Making well, Eddie, st- Eddie started the uh, floral department at all the HEB stores. I mean, that was him. Really? Is that right? Oh, yeah. That's a big, important yeah, part of what they do. They, they... Yeah, that was, uh, was a, a great move on there. Yeah. And uh, they mobilized mobilize every time we needed something in one, in one of the programs. And oh, yeah. That was great. Eddie's, Eddie's yeah. two passions were the roses and the food bank. So, <laughs> yeah, he did a good job with those roses. Uh, I think right there at yeah, the last, he was he had them under a cover, as I remember, under some type of uh, cover. He put a shade cloth over them in the in the summer. Sometimes, yeah, to, to, to keep to keep the blooms uh, nice, you know. Well, he was a great. Was, there, 
Yeah, is there a, a, I guess there can't be a service or a big service. Is there any sort of a, is, it was the 10th, so was there, was it already, was there already a memorial service type thing? Or I don't know what people can go to. They're going to have a service on the 21st of January, uh, but it's going to be limited in numbers. Right. Uh, It's you know, it's in today's paper if you want to look at that. But, oh, good. Okay, so if people Google that, they can, and that's always a good way to kind of share memories. Maybe they, yeah. if, even if they can't go. I, w- I would yeah. hate to hate to be the person bringing the roses to that church because <laughs> uh, well, they better be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, Murray, I'm, I, it's it's I'm I'm glad you you brought that up. Um, yeah. What is what is the what is the Rose Society? And I think I know the answer to this. What what are you guys doing right now? Are you just kind of uh, are you doing well, anything lo- virtually? We're locked down like everybody else. We haven't done much virtually. No, we've uh, we're just kind of holding on till uh, the vaccine gets distributed and enough of us get vaccine so we can get back together. We've been locked down since March. We don't want oh, to take goodness. any unnecessary chances. That's smart. Well, um, let's do this then. I, I kind of so we can't talk about the next meeting or the next presentation. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about growing roses in San Antonio? What should folks be doing now through whenever the or is now the prime time? I know Millburgers will start getting them in in March. Uh, but the oh, go ahead, Murray. I'm sorry. They should get their roses in the beginning of March, usually. And this year, that's that's when they expect them. So uh, that'd be a good time to go out and look. Um, now in March, I mean, in, in January, you should be putting composted mulch around the roses, maybe using a neem oil or a, a horticultural oil on the roses, spray the whole bush. Now's a great time to do that. Um Clean up scale, is scale an issue? Scale is an issue, but uh, the neem oil or the horticultural oil will take care of scale. Yeah. And but during the cold weather, that's when you put the you put the neem oil on the roses, the whole bush, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Don't y'all recommend uh, pruning in uh, February? Uh, Pruning's like the around last, Hall- the last around uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day till the end of February is a good time to do the major pruning. Okay. Uh, pruning in in February should be about half the bush, cut about half the bush down. Yeah, how how do y'all recommend pruning these uh, knockout roses? So many people are same using thing. those. Same thing. Uh, pruning the same way. Cut it, cut half the bush down. And, you know, you, it may look like you're going to kill the bush, but you won't. <laughs> They'll come back, come back better. Well, sometimes if Jerry's doing the pruning, sometimes it takes about three years for it to yeah, come back. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Jerry, yeah. I don't know. I'll it, have to, it, that care- video, it carefully grows back. Is that video clip on your site? Do you still have <laughs> I think I have the DVD that you made of that. When we did a, uh, a show for uh, KLRN, Jerry had to do three cuts of the, uh, well, that's literally three cuts, three takes of the, uh, Grandma, uh, the Blinda's dream yeah. of how to prune it, and he kept pruning poor Calvin's rose until there was almost nothing left of well, it. Well, <laughs> I told the photographer that I said we're only going to do this once, yeah, he said, Can and you like it? photographers do, they say, 
Well, you could you do that again? You know. Yeah. Well, and that okay. was that was how many years ago? Calvin <laughs> still has is, is traumatized by the experience. So well, you got to leave some. Man. Yeah, I know there wasn't much left. <laughs> Murray, what about uh, some of the old-fashioned roses or the antique roses? I guess too, because we were talking earlier about Grandma's Yellow, which which I've had success with. I think that's I think that's they're 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 unwilling to sell me any of the. Uh, the hybrid tea, or what are, no. the, what are the ones called? That Mil- are Milton. I will sell you any rose bush you want, uh, <laughs> and then you can buy. <laughs> and I can I can come back and get another one if that one dies. No. Oh, oh okay, just that one, and I got to make it work. So uh, do you do you have a list of favorite roses? You? Well, I got Murray. My favorite, yeah, but uh, one of my favorite roses is Neil Diamond. Uh, Neil so Diamond. I like the name. <laughs> it's a hybrid tea. It's a striped, red and white kind of striped rose. Very, very yeah. Oh, is that right? Very fragrant. Yeah. Okay, so what are some other favorites? Uh, Mr. Lincoln's a great favorite for around here in San Antonio. Yeah. Good ro- growing rose in San Antonio. Um you know, is that fragrant? The is going to get are good, usually good for this area. Okay, that's right. Um, so I was going to ask you too. So, do I cut that? So my grandma's yellow is in a pot. I know you're cringing, probably, but no, no, I cut that. Most of my roses are in pot. Oh, good. I see. I told y'all. I Thank bet he fertilizes too. <laughs> Do you use? Do you fertilize? What do you fertilize with? Well, since they're in pots, I use organic fertilizer mostly. I use a little chemical fertilizer, but if they're in pots, you got to use a very, very little chemical fertilizer and mostly organic. Okay, and uh, Jerry recommends always recommends as copious amounts of osmocote. I know that's that's the chemical. Yeah, I know. He, Bad old chemical. <laughs> You've changed since yesterday. <laughs> of course, every organic uh, uh, fertilizer is a chemical. So, okay. Well, that's true. Too. So, Murray, is that yeah. would that be okay for a novice like me? The Osmocote slow-release fertilizer, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, right. Yeah. Osmocote Plus. He already owns it, so that's why he's getting Yeah, it. that's why I'm, I'm being <laughs> cheap, Murray. That's great. You took this three-month uh, Osmocote. For one of those time release fertilizers, the one that's good for you know you can get a three months or six months and so forth. But it doesn't start to work till the till the uh, temperature warms up to about eighty eighty five. Oh, okay. Slow fertilizer won't work in these cooler temperatures. That's interesting. And do I cut it in half too? That's going to kill me. <laughs> no, well, you I shouldn't just, cut I, yours I just, at I, all, man. It's the season in the summer when the hot temperatures are here. Yeah, it's it's been a miracle that Milton <laughs> has lived and it's because he's not and grown the uh, yeah. Laura, my wife is taking had, care of it, but uh, he he's been very successful since his wife took over. I don't. Um, I think there's a correlation between the two. <laughs> um, okay, so don't cut in half, and uh, we've got some fertilizer ideas, and let's see. Oh, uh, I know that we have a, a thing on Plant Answers about cutting and... and, and pruning roses? Yeah, not pruning, but also uh, propagating them from cuttings. Do you have anything? Oh, yeah, that's an article you wrote, wasn't it? I think so. 
I think yeah, I did, um, making cuttings of roses uh, is under under propagation on plantanswers.com, and there's three three uh, write-ups on how to do it. But you got to watch which ones you do if you're going to do it. Yeah, some, right. Some are patented. You can get, oh, you I can can't. Get, you get in trouble. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Come on. Okay. Is it oh stick in the mud here? Does uh, he's a legal <laughs> stick in the mud? Um, I'm just trying to keep you on this side of the bars. Thank you, we, man. I appreciate that. We choice. don't worry about no stinking badges. So for those roses that it's okay, I will. That's the opinion of Dr. Jerry Parsons. For those that that you that are legal to cut and, oh, and, and propagate, Murray, can you? Uh, do you have information on your website about how to do it? Uh, yeah, there's some uh, videos on our website about. Oh, that. good. Okay. And that's at, uh, what, what's the address? Yeah, what's your website address? Website. Well, just go to San Antonio Rose Society, and you'll get the website. Yeah, that's probably easy. It's just Google it. Search yeah. engine, San Antonio yeah. Rose Society. Are y'all still selling that uh, book that you wrote that you've had for years? Yeah, the Little Blue Book about growing roses in San Antonio. That's a, right, that's a right, right. Good resource. Yeah, it's a good book, yeah. How, how do you... How are you distributing well, it? Well, it, uh, if you join the Rose Society, you get that when you join. Uh, we sell it for $3. Uh, if you want to join the Rose Society, it's, it's a whopping $12 a year to join the Rose Society. Okay. You can go to our, go to our website to join also. Okay. Uh, we have, like we have meetings, meetings every month, the second Tuesday of every month, and hopefully in a couple months we can resume those. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are good. good Ed, Ed Bradley writes the uh, newsletter every month, and it's a four, five, six-page uh, newsletter about what to do in the garden this month, and uh, that's a great resource yeah. too. So yeah, it's a good year, That's a pretty good bargain. Who who's doing the uh, Ed Bradley? Ed, Ed, is Ed doing it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is 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 Ed uh General or a colonel? What is he? He was a full bird colonel. Full bird colonel. Okay, I knew he was up, up, upper ranks there. And oh yeah, he's he's a general now at the Rose Society. <laughs> Five star general. Yeah, well he he's done. A, he's really enjoyed the Rose Society. Yeah, Murray, do it where we got to take a break, but do a little pitch. So when uh, everything does get back to normal and you're able to meet again, uh, what that, that $12 gets you. You've talked about some of the things you get, but what are, what are some of the other things, the social things, the camaraderie, the projects that you do? Well, we, we have a meeting the second Tuesday of every month at the Sanitario uh, Garden Center right by the Botanical Garden, 7 yeah. o'clock at night. We have a program about roses, and then afterwards we have some good eats, and we get together, and usually about 30 to 35 people with meetings. Uh, we're great friends, uh, very nice people. Uh, help with your roses. Uh, anytime you need some help with the roses, there's a whole bunch of us that will come to your gardens and help you out. Oh, wow. So uh, that's good. You can call, go on the website. Call any of the the uh, Rosarians on there. There's five or six yeah. people that will come to your garden for you. It's a good source of information. So there's a great newsletter 
there's a good newsletter every month that comes out. Uh, Ed Bradley is the editor of that. He does most of the writing. <laughs> uh, he's done that for 25 years. And and to get them, get them all stirred up, you know, if you're new to the meeting, all you have to do is ask each one individually what's their five favorite uh, five best roses for San Antonio. Yeah, Murray, are you familiar with this story? Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming they're all different. No, that's a way to be, that's a way to get them stirred up. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> what Jerry used to do is we would have the Rose Society here, which we will again as soon as things get back to normal. But, um, and he'd have one person come up to the, the porch and he'd ask them their favorite. So let's say it was someone named Fred. <laughs> and then uh, Fred would tell the five favorites. And then they'd have someone else would come up. And Jerry would say, well, what are your five favorite? What are the best roses? He wouldn't ask the favorites. Right. What are the best roses for San Antonio? And it'd be Billy. And Billy would say, these. Well, that's funny because Fred said this. <laughs> and, then, and then the fight began, as the comedian said. That's, that's when the fight started. Turn them so. again. Then. <laughs> so. uh, I, I, fig- I figured that out when I tried to get the the rose society to recommend 10 favorite roses and each one had a different 10 huh yeah i, I we could never get a consensus of uh, of, of murray thank you for coming on the show anything else you want to add before we go to break no that's it i just wanted to tell you about uh, eddie garcia I mean, we yeah we thank you really- thank you we'll miss him yeah thanks for that thanks for coming okay. on murray and just Google uh, stay, San Antonio stay, Rose Society. Stay safe. Uh, yeah. Okay. You take care. We're going to say goodbye for today. Actually, we're going to say goodbye to Murray. <laughs> we're going to be back in a moment. I thought you'd go cut the show short. And man. I like what he said, too, Trey. He said, if Millburgers carry it, it's a rose recommended for this area. So. Yes. Yeah. You, I know you go to uh, – it's nice to be recognized because you go to you do a lot of hard work to do that. That's – there are stuff there's stuff you could carry like the big box people. But anyway. All right, we'll take a break and be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. I've seen trouble all my day. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. More birthday music. That's Rod Stewart, whose birthday falls on January 10th. I haven't heard Milton yet. I mean, um, Everett yet. You know, we did Elvis yesterday. Oh. If you if you ask Al nicely, he'll, he might do it again. But okay. You got a favorite Elvis? All of them. All of them. Okay, so, yeah, you're like the, ro- <laughs> you're like the Rosarian. I can't ask for your five favorite Elvis. Jailhouse Rock. He doesn't care about patents. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, uh, there you go. I see. Yeah, because he's he's yeah. He'll be, I'm full of puns. He'll be work, working for the uh, the penitentiary gardening program. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick, I want to talk to you about BSG. Uh, if you're looking for security, San Antonio company that number one will help you modify and create your own system, a personalized thing, rather than just something out of the box that they, the person who comes to your door has been told to sell you. They're going to actually look at things. What are you, what are you interested in? What are your needs? BSG is going to work with you. Maybe you've got a pool. Maybe you're worried about someone stealing your car. That's, that's something that are probably just a regular old uh, national security company is not going to be able to help you. They actually can at BSG. You go to bsgtexas.com, you'll learn all about their great prices, their outstanding service, their great equipment. 
Go to bsgtexas.com and learn about their home theater systems. It's smart security and smart homes. And uh, I have heard since we've started talking about a number of reviews, uh, people coming up and saying, hey, that was great. I'm glad you told me about that because they came and they did this. And now we've got this door lock we can do, and it's automatic. And, yeah, it's great. BSG Tell you which dog to pooping on a lawn. Yeah, that's all you care about. <laughs> you, don't care. you leave the doors unlocked just so, if you could just get that part. Of it. Yeah. If, if you, you only had so much to spend. If you're going to identify <laughs> the dog is pooping on your lawn. But, see, what, what Jerry isn't saying is, you know, mysterious. Trace, all the leaves that from uh, they fall from Jerry's tree yeah. disappear, while the neighbor has all these odd leaves that just show up. It can't be explained, but I bet if his I'm neighbor the gets a, got the red oak leaves, yeah. But if he gets that video camera, nah. the neighbor does from BSG. I bet we can put an end to the mystery. No, they're uh, both there tonight. I've told you all before, I live at the corner. Oh, that's right. I get, every, I get everybody's leaves. <laughs> yeah. He knows how You don't work. need the video camera, no. Terry. You, just, you know they're coming. I, well, I can see which leaves they are, and I know which Oh, leaves that's true. Uh, I, 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 can, uh, I can put the leaf to the tree. <laughs> that's right. you got that skill. All right. Well, bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com, uh, 210-877-1222. All right. Trace, you were talking about your favorite rose, since we'll, we'll stick with that while we're waiting for calls at 210-308-8867. What's your? My favorite is Metabulus. Okay. So that's an antique rose on, on its own root system. And it's capable of being huge. I've seen them eight foot by eight foot. Before. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And virtually no care. Yeah, that's what you were saying. It could be a Milton rose. It's, a, it's Milton proof. That was by Green Hall. It was so pretty. It was a pink climber. And we had a listener that called in, and it was an old, old rose. In fact, they called and said, oh, I've been growing that, and I think I got that from my mother who got it from her mother or something. They were they lived near Green Green Hall in, uh, in New Braunfels. So somebody, I would like to try to, to do that one again. And you may even, I don't think you even got it. I think it was, you know, it was kind of, but maybe maybe you something you can get. So if you remember that. But I like, I like my grandma's yellow. Mm. It sure is pretty. I liked my Berlinda's dream. Uh, and I like the build, the one that Billy gave me, but I can't remember what it was, so Billy will have to call in because it's doing great, <laughs> Billy. I'll have to send you a picture. Um, Good. Yeah. You got a favorite besides, uh, Jerry, that you, uh, besides the obvious? I, should... uh, <laughs> I like um, the one that's kind of blooming now, and that's Miss Dudley Cross. Okay. Uh, it's an old-fashioned old rose, and it's thornless. Yeah. It's Thornless Rose. And uh, a lot of people uh, uh, that want to grow the Peace Rose, you know, that's the most famous wor- rose mm-hmm. in the world probably. Uh, it's, some people can grow it here in San Antonio and some people can't. Uh, they have some trouble with it, but nobody has troubles with Miss Dudley Cross. Okay. And uh, that's, that's what an old-fashioned rose. That's a that's a good one, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, and knockouts. You did you mention knockouts? You're are you a fan of the knockouts? Oh yeah, those knockouts. You get some beautiful ones here, and they take abuse. Yeah, I like drift, that. Drift rose is the new knockout. Yeah. Oh, is so, it really? Not, it's not really a knockout, but it's, no, I know it's very pop- uh, it's so popular now. It's almost in every landscape architect's diagram. And do you have the drift yet? We do have some. Oh, that's good because you've got them. Do you have knockouts yet? Some. Okay, so you've got some knockouts, drift. We were talking about Grandma's Yellow. Do you have the other ones that we've been mentioning? That's about it. Okay. Uh, Belinda's Dream? Did I mention that right? Not yet? No, not yet. Okay. 
I don't. We'll keep you informed. I, I don't know if they're still propagating. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to get it, but we'll, oh, we'll, okay. yeah, okay. we'll figure out something. That's, okay. that's one of those that we put on the market and at one time had 30,000 of them. We'll, we'll go dig the one out of Jerry's yard. Yeah, <laughs> just, he would do the same for you. Yeah. <laughs> you can get cuttings of mine. Okay. <laughs> but uh, that, that's a good rose. And, Maybe uh, you could retrain me on how to do it with cuttings from your Belinda's dream. No, yeah. It's, uh, it, it roots fairly re- easily. I, I'm convinced that one of the reasons that the old-fashioned roses are popular, the ones that are popular. Now, when we're saying old-fashioned, we're talking about 100 years old. Uh, in fact, or, or when, more. Yeah, or more. And uh, we were talking about the green rose. Right. And uh, the reason it's old is because people neglected it probably because it was green, Milton. Who wants a green rose? But anyway. I don't know. We've had one for years called St. Patrick's. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty good. Is that right? (laughs) I was up in. uh, I'm going to go look for that. I was, uh, uh, yeah, it's green. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but your voice tells me you're biasing, or you're a little biased against it. Uh, Greg, Greg Grant always loved it because it was old. It was this old one. Milton, it's kind of like that green amaryllis. <laughs> he didn't like that either. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Surprised I, he likes spinach. <laughs> true. I was in uh, San Angelo one time. Greg and I were up there, and uh, there was a green rose plant. So I decided. Oh, it's pretty. I, it's a lime green. It's almost a yellow green. Is that accurate? Sure. Well, okay. It's sclerotic. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was going to take a picture of the green rose because I didn't have one. And so I couldn't find the flower through my viewfinder because everything was green. Yeah. <sighs> No, oh, this is this is. I'm looking at a St. Like Patrick yellow hybrid T rose. That's not what you're talking. No, about. No, hell no. Okay. Look up green, the green rose. Okay. Search for green rose. Uh, nobody's gonna want that, of course. But uh, the, those are some good What's ones. Up? All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866. Oh, I see them. Oh, those are unique. I like them. I don't know what the, I don't know the variety. Green there, rose. There's a light. Color. It's not pretty. It's, it's, it's lighter green. Than, it's lighter than the leaves. Very, very, very much. Well, they maybe, probably okay, didn't there, fertilize. There is one that is not lighter than the leaves. There you go. All right. It's just slightly lighter. But then there's one that's a. Let's see. I'm trying to think of a green. So it's like green like that man's notebook, but you don't have to worry about it. But anyway, all right. You're trying to make green pretty, Milton. Uh, what's wrong with green? This is not Kermit the Frog. <laughs> it ain't easy know. being green, especially if you're a rose. <laughs> all right. 210-308-8867. Okay. I'm looking Trace, over. Trace gave up on the green rose talk. He just said... <laughs> Oh, 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 cool. Okay. So here, these are. This is what I pulled up. Well, Calvin, what did you get? That lady sounded like she had some problems. Well, she uh, Asiatic jasmine, Hollywood Park. Oh, okay. And uh, the deer were pulling it the up. The deer were eating it. Yeah, pulling it up. Uh, and and uh, some cases, uh, they're eating smaller plants and. Yeah. 
and yeah, I like that. I, I went through a similar situation in our neighborhood, so I wasn't overly optimistic. Yeah, I was. I was telling y'all uh, that I I was excited. I've got. Uh, I had some deer in my backyard, right outside the the bathroom window, and. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were eating the young tips of the Asian jasmine, just the tips, very tips, which was a benefit to me because that causes the jasmine to branch and makes it thicker. But uh, that would all—that was all they would eat was the. Mine's an established bed, but that's all they would eat was the temp, tips. So I imagine they'll eat those young transplants as well. You tell her to get some uh, uh, beer-proof stuff. I mean, um, liquid fence. Liquid fence. Oh yeah, yeah, she's been using. I'm sure they, the liquid fence people are real happy with her. <laughs> uh, and it they, didn't work. It worked, didn't it? It. Uh, it worked. She was out. Uh, she wanted it to work. Uh, it was optimi- She was optimistic about it. It, it. it reduced their interest. Oh, okay. And so, the, you know, and then, of course, the the, the message there was, you, you know, in Hollywood Park, if they have had success, then find out what they did, mm-hmm. and then uh, make a, a, a determination or a strategy. And if the at some point you may have to determine that that's that's not going to work. For your uh, for a ground cover, and then you'll just have to make a, a decision and move on to something else. But it's not it's not easy. Yeah, I think after they keep them away with that liquid vent, and this year it's been good because it hadn't been raining, it's been dry, and you can and can uh, put that liquid vent on. It probably lasts several well. Seven to ten days, maybe. Um, I don't know what this says on the label. I don't. I, I always well, I recommend a week every week. To yeah, yeah. Spray for a while. And Trey oh. says there's another. That we have another brand here too. Yeah. Other than Liquid Fence. He'll come back up. But before we can take a break and get you caught up with the news, I need to tell you, this write-up, the award-winning hybrid tea, St. Patrick is a light green, disease-resistant, has light green disease-resistant matte foliage, and the blooms don't seem to be bothered by aphids or thrips. Four-inch blooms, apparently they don't like them either, I guess. <laughs> anyway, it makes a... Clean, I don't believe it. Makes a terrific... This is from Homestead.com. Makes a terrific landscape rose for any... Garden. No. I want to see them now. No. Just to irritate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break while we do. If you, if you have the St. Patrick rose or green roses, stand up for them. Call us at 210-308-8867. <laughs> back in a moment with more of Millburgers Gardening, hey, South welcome Texas. Welcome back to Millburgers oh, Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Mark Peterson is sharing his favorite roses. Uh, what were they? He said Old Blush. Yeah. And which is an old rose. Right. In fact, that was the first uh, rose that was brought over from China that gives all the uh, a modern rose. Old, old Blush is in all modern oh, roses. This is an old, okay. But it made them repeat bloomers. 
Okay. See, a lot of the, most of the antiques are once bloomers in the spring, and which make, is a not not a good act. It makes a uh, makes a good uh, climbing rose. Yeah, right. Oh, and what was the other one? We couldn't remember. What was the other one, Mark? Old blush and what? Carefree beauty. Carefree beauty. Well, okay. that's that's my favorite. Yeah, that uh, was that was formally yeah. formally Katie Road or no? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Huh? It, it, yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah, Calvin yeah. liked for a while, and then until we told him it was a, uh, you know, it wasn't a, it was a, wasn't an after I badmouthed all the antiques, uh, he, oh. he would say, his his rose was was nice, yeah, Katie Rose, and then you told him that <laughs> well, it's Katie, carefree Katie. broody, it's a hybrid. Well, okay, yeah. And yeah, I remember you laughing maniacally name, when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's an with the alternate name. It's a uh, tough modern rose. All right, cool. So, All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know if uh, Mark wants to get on and talk about anything that's going on or not. So we'll know. we'll let him see. Two one zero if whenever he's ready. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight. 8867. So now's the time to, if you want to disfigure your tree, now's the time to, uh, to remove the mistletoe. I'm saying that we ought to be finding a way to propagate the mistletoe. You sure you want us to? Because it's evergreen. Oh. See? So you'll embrace the, see the, that the green mistletoe? See that, ever, see that mistletoe? mistletoe? I do. It's the only green thing on a tree, isn't it? Yeah, pretty well, much. I know. That, right now. What about that ball moss? Oh, no, it's, it's great. Oh, I have a question about ball moss. So I was walking in McAllister Park, and there was a fence, and it had ball moss all over it. But it was the only section of the fence that was kind of drooping down. Yeah, see. You think the ball moss was uh, yeah. causing it to droop? Absolutely. <laughs> Mark is Mark is, is talking to the mic. You wanna? Okay. <laughs> oh, well, uh, Trace and I were talking, um, and I thought I'd stop on by and chit chat. Cool, uh, that's okay. We a couple months from now, so I'm giving you all fair warning. Okay. He's already busy ordering the plants and everything like that, but the saws. Uh, Water Saver Landscape Program. The coupon program begins again All March right. 1st. Great. And so uh, pretty much the same plants. We haven't made any major decisions. Okay. Uh, it is one whole season. So March 1st to November 15th. Okay. Last day you can redeem your coupon. So we get, right. instead of two separate times we're going to be at one one long time uh we did it last year for covid and we thought wow it's pretty good okay so cool. we're right. just going to keep it all all one year i'm very and disappointed uh, in you uh, i blame you to do doing it okay for canceling <laughs> spring bloom which is a favorite f- 
function of mine. And that's the other topic I came uh, by to talk about. Okay, spring bloom. Oh, well, first it wasn't me. It was it was the big guys. Yeah. Was it Karen? No, it wasn't Karen. Don't even. Uh, because we can blame Karen. I was I was like I was still fixing to do things like on Tuesday or Wednesday, and they made the decision on Wednesday oh. or Saturday. I'm like, cutting oh. <laughs> it kind of tight. Uh, but uh, no, it was Mr. Puente made the made the decision finally. That's okay. okay. But this year, yeah, we still are under COVID protocol. Yeah, we are going to go virtual. Oh no! And it's going to be from Wednesday to Saturday. There will be day and program, night. <laughs> well, pretty much. There there will be a a, a program at noon. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can watch during your lunch hour, and then it will repeat uh, a little after dinner time. Oh, Jerry repeats after his lunch yeah, hour. Yeah. But I'm bummed. We're going to get to that point about. Uh, and then uh, there will be an activity, you know, a little scavenger hunt, or you have to go to, uh, 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 like, one of the parks or oh, the wow. gardens. and. And find something there and describe it and fill it in. Oh. And then you'll get uh, coupons to maybe place like Just Pots or okay. Millburgers. Yay. And have a, uh, a large specimen plant or something like that or memberships. So um, the thing is, it starts on Wednesday. Oh, I'm sorry. The most important activity of each one of those days there will be a Q&A, a virtual Q&A by yours truly. All right. And friends. So I don't know if one of you want to, like, participate on the Saturday Q&A before the show or after the show. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Uh, but you and I will have to talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Now tell me about now these, semi- these uh, webinars. Well, when's the date? Uh, Sorry? Did you give a date yet? No, I haven't, but uh, thank you, sir. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll get back <laughs> the, to the seminar. The, Sorry. Uh, Spring Bloom is traditionally held on the second Saturday of March. Right. Okay. So it will be Wednesday, March 10th, through Saturday to Saturday, March the 13th. Okay. Good. Okay. So tell, tell Jerry about the seminar. So uh, the we're going to ask uh, the partners and other pertinent groups uh, put on the webinars. Oh, that's uh, a good idea. What time will they be? They, they were, they're going to be available at lunchtime and again uh, maybe 6 or 7 okay. at night. So at night. Have two, two people have uh, two different opportunities to watch it. Okay. Um, and then my Q&A will be 5.30 to 6.30 okay. on the weekdays. You'll have... Will you send send me some information? We'll put yeah. it out on the plan after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting, I'm I'm putting it up. I have I had it finalized this past Wednesday, okay. so I got to put it. Start putting it out. <laughs> I so, had I have to. St- yeah, I have to have instructions step by step. Yes, right. and then even step each step and needs step by step instructions yeah. too. Step within, <laughs> within the steps, within little the steps, steps. Yeah, baby uh, steps within. Yeah, uh, the word is getting out because I have a, th- a person with a three-letter name who's been calling me. I have to talk to him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I'm trying to think of who that is. 
Okay. Somebody we know, a close personal friend that has three letters in his name. Okay. Uh, Rob. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> now be careful. So anyway, <laughs> yes. so GVST and Master Gardeners and everyone, they'll get, be given an opportunity to uh, have a day, uh, make a program. Uh, maybe uh, I get uh, maybe if David would allow me to talk on Saturday morning mm-hmm. for 10 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be cool. Good. Yeah, we'll have you back. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, something I thought was nice, similar, something like like what you did with Andrew and me. And yeah. You. And uh, what, when do we get when do we get our free plant? That we get it. Play a spring plant giveaway. I, I, you, I will go you, to the store and find yeah. one for you. Aren't, aren't you glad you came, Mark, and you got on there? Well, no, these you know, are all the questions I got to have. Everybody okay. goes no, to get no, that free no, plant. No, so, yeah, if you can handle, ask, if you can handle this, <laughs> you, you are prepared for anything else. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's something else I have to tell you off the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll give it. So I'm curious, too. This is not so much a gardening question, but tapping into your love of nature, nature, nature. Uh, are you still walking all the trails? Yes. Okay, where are you now? Oh, I have officially finished both trails. Which both one? Sides, so. Oh, is that right? Wow. So uh, I had like two miles on the south side to do, or, yeah, two, uh, uh, three miles. Three miles to do on the south side. So I have completed... All of the trails on the uh, Salado Creek. Okay. All the way down uh, to um, Apple White, what, where Apple White was going to be, and, and um, Medina River Nature Center. Oh, my goodness. Area. That's, and a, then on the, that's a lot uh, of walk. side, everything along the, uh, what are the other creek on that one. There's several creeks that are involved in this. Oh, is there a Leon Creek? Is there a... Uh, it could be. Okay, could so be. there's so what is the one that runs from like Walker to McAllister? Uh, is that Salado? My goodness, Salado, that's a yeah. long walk. How yeah. many? So so I did it in all bits and pieces. No, I, I didn't know. do it all one day. I think there's like 48 miles or something. Wow, like that. oh, that's Lord. yeah. We need to have like a medal that you that you get for doing that. That's oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then have I asked you? Have you gone uh, Phil Harburger? Have you walked on the? I have. Uh, I've yes. walked on the land bridge. Yeah. First day it was open. I was up there. Oh, I was uh, the third day. It was. Open. Oh well, you know, <laughs> I might have been. Here, yeah, we, here's we, the best part, though. So I'm sitting on the other side, chatting with some people, and some people come by and going, "You're Mark Peterson." Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could be. Yeah. 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 Tell me why you. Yeah. Uh, you. So why? They were master naturalists. One of the first oh, yeah. classes. And uh, they recognized my voice. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How about that? You didn't have the mask on, did you? I, I did have a mask on. You yeah. did have oh, the yeah. mask on. So do you like the land bridge? I do. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's going to be really pretty. Eye, eye, I go, oh, that shouldn't be planted here. Oh, that was planted incorrectly. Oh, da 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 yeah. and People hate that when I go. It, it was a Fiesta, Texas, same thing. Oh, my Lord, why did they plant that plant here? Uh, grow here. You're <laughs> such a critic. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can walk either side. Actually, you can park by the uh, and, the, the and nature center or by the dog park and, and walk. And all that's there. what I did. I went from one all the way to the ecology center. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and then walk back. And I was very tired. I bet I you were. That's almost about. That's either two. It's probably four miles. 
I think it's a. It's about forty-five I think minutes. It's four and three quarters. I okay. I walk pretty slowly, and I think yeah. it took me about a little more than forty-five. I think it took me about forty-five minutes to get yeah. from one to the other. Hmm. Uh, and then so, cool. All righty. We. I was going to ask you if you got a favorite. You got a favorite place uh, for our walkers in the new year? Um, for nature lovers out there? It's it's kind of busy, but uh, Opie Schnabel. Uh, it's kind of nice because you walk through a Pete Nable and then you walk down to the river, okay. or the river, the dry um, creek bed, and it's kind of nice. It's, All right. It's kind of wild. It has, like, cliffs. I like places where they have little, oh. little cliffs. So down the south side, they have some little steep cliffs. And Very cool. Yeah. Okay, Opie Schnabel or Schnabel? Opie Schnabel. But it is kind of busy. That's the only thing. Okay. That's good to know. Opie Snabel, right? Snabel? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to Snabel, pronounce it. Snabel. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that used to give out pennies all the time? No, he gave out uh, bags. So you keep San Antonio. Oh, okay. I don't know. It could have been dimes. I don't know. <laughs> Some, someone, will, someone, someone will call us and correct us. He used to come by the office all the time. Oh, okay. Yes, when yes, we were he, downtown. Yes, he was still with us when we first started so long yeah. ago. No, oh, yeah. I have a question since oh, okay. Mark started so long ago. Uh, uh, Just abuse after abuse. <laughs> the uh, Calvin writes in his uh, articles Very about good article, by the way, this week. Very nice one. <laughs> about plant sh- plant shade trees now to allow them time to develop some roots prior to the changes of heat and thaw and. Drought in the San Antonio yeah. summer. Yes, the challenge Re- is the San Antonio. Recommended species include uh, Texas red oak, Mexican white oak, cedar elm, Mexican sycamore, and bur oak. Uh, then I come upon this thing that says, talks about uh, young red oaks, chinkapin oaks, and Chinese pistachio have very thin bark when they're young. Uh, the trees have been grown in nursery settings where they're pot to pot, shading one another. When we bring them out in our landscape, we suddenly expose them to Texas sunlight. And it can be more than that, a uh, thin bark can withstand. The tissues overheat and dry out. The best, the, but the results aren't seen for a year or two later when the bark begins to split vertically, offering often exposing internal tissues. Dried bark often peels off entirely. By then, it's too late to wrap the trunk. All you can do is hope that the tree will uh, heal itself. Sunscald damage is more common with shimmered red oaks. Uh, They have notoriously thin bark, and almost no one wraps them at the time of planting. So is wrapping a good idea for young trees? Young uh, oak, chinkapin, red oaks and chinkapin oaks? And well, I wouldn't do it for chinkapin oak, but uh, Texas red and chimard, yeah, it might be. I'm old school, so, yeah. I, I used to do that all the time. Wrap the trunk? Wrap the trunk. It uh, doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't sure. hurt anything if you take it off, just like it <laughs> does, steaks don't hurt anything if you take them off. And wiring, uh, uh, wiring wire, them up. Yeah, plant abuse, <laughs> uh, big mounds of mulch, 
Doesn't hurt them. Yeah. Until, unless you don't take it out. Actually, to prevent. Now, we used to do that for honey locusts. Do you remember? <laughs> for honey locusts. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we did that one all the time. To prevent all this, you merely apply paper tree wrap from the nursery or hardware store from the ground up to the lowest branch. Yeah, the, pro- the problem is where to find that. Oh, is that it's, right? It, it's hard to find a paper wrap. Okay. Yeah, because it was it's so old school and nobody will do that. Yeah. The other thing is they used to whitewash. Um, yeah, that's around right. This area and then further south in New Mexico. Yeah. And big time. They used to do that big time in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. And on Forrest Gump, didn't he have some? Uh, I don't know if he did. Why, <laughs> trees with. Uh, well, what were they trying to accomplish with that? It was the same thing. Reflect the heat. But also, I heard down in Mexico, the UPN, they they do it so they could see. Yes, ants. Oh, it front. makes them more visible? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was to reduce the heat. And again, a couple of years, ah, then you don't do it again. Probably in San Antonio. Is, I, you, I, see I, him, you used to see him do it year after year. 20-inch <laughs> tree. I, okay, I think we can stop doing that now. Uh, Texas, red, Texas red oak, I always there's just kiss of death if you... Uh, well, it was planted. Yeah. See, well, I first saw the way down uh, at Aldridge Nursery down in Fremont. Yeah. Uh, so they have a big box of trees. Invariably, it was the one in the middle <laughs> that had the sun skull. Huh. Uh, even on the live oaks. But that that's why. So they're, they're okay. pulling them out of the middle. And so would I do it? Yeah. Okay. If I, if I had a Shumard oak or, or a red oak, yeah. Uh, we don't, we don't grow. You, don't, you can't find the paper, so what do you use then? Oh, I guess you just have to use a nice Charmin, Ultrasong. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, <laughs> use I, what? <laughs> Charmin, Ultrasong. Oh. <laughs> we well, we have right. used that, it's, uh, that uh, flexible paper they've had here. Yeah. I don't know if they still still. Well, have. it said even even uh, the plastic flexible plastic elephant trunk plastic, and you cut it down the side. Yeah, it makes a good weed barrier too. You just put it okay. around the trunk. Uh, the key thing is, you only need it for a couple of years. That's right. At most. Yeah. All right. All right. We got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And Mark asked Jerry about squirrel domination that's coming. No. Jerry was pointing that out yesterday. Is that in the future? I yeah, think so. The squirrel, squirrel apocalypse. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. With a ferret. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. Answer 210-308-8867 is our number. You can call with your gardening question, 210-308-8867. Yeah, we didn't mention, uh, or has, haven't mentioned today, uh, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper. Uh, at which time, at uh, during, 
in which uh, Kevin recommends uh, our favorite uh, uh, peach trees, peaches, uh, low-chip peaches. And he recommends uh, Florida King. I think that's our probably best one. And it's a semi, semi-clean variety that uh, we've had pretty good luck here, uh, even during uh, low chill hours. Uh, and for those of you who've forgotten, the chill hour is temperature below 45 degrees. And uh, that uh, we we should be, have a lot already accumulated. I don't we. We used to have a guy that kept up with those chill hours a long time ago. But uh, I think they keep up with them at Fredericksburg with Jim Thomas. But uh, anyway, maybe we'll check with him. And Dr. Larry Stein usually uh, keeps up with them, too. And then he mentioned June Go. Let's see. Produces a larger fruit than Florida King, if you thin it. Uh, <laughs> uh, are about the and uh, and uh, about ripened about June first, I guess. It's a semi-clean variety. That the problem we've been having with the uh, June gold, uh, and I think this started later on in its origin. I mean, it's been a, it's been around for history. A, a long time. Is it, uh, and we, you grew you grew the June Gold, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. That was my money maker. That's the only thing that saved me. <laughs> did uh, at that time, and I don't remember doing this. Did it? Did the hull? Did the uh, seed split? Some. Yeah, it was. Uh, Even then. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was. Uh, the seed splits almost on every one of those peaches. And the other, the other thing, June Gold was tolerant of uh, relatively low chill. You know, we talked about 650 hours, Mm -hmm. but it seemed to, even if you got 500 hours, you seemed like we'd get a a decent crop from it. So, uh, but then, of course, the Florida King has kind of dismissed it now in terms of... Well, Loring used to have that same... Same characteristic. You don't hear about lowering much anymore, but it's a it's a freestone, and it's later on in the season. But uh, we got reports of that thing being grown all the way into the valley, and it's supposed to be six fifty, seven hundred, maybe more. Uh, uh, chill chill requirement, uh, chilling hour. And then I mentioned La Feliciana. Which is the uh, free sto- a freestone selection that ripens in early July, and we recommended that for the apple growers so that when the apples got ready, uh, they'd have peaches too, and it worked out pretty good. I I guess it's the first freestone available. Well, it's the first right? first we know about. It. Yeah, that worked down here. Then uh, we've also been, uh, this uh, Trace and Millburgers last uh, found a nursery that started selling that selling Red Baron peaches. Have you seen and, that one, Mark? And he. I've not seen that. I did a talk 
<laughs> I did a talk for uh, uh, Bellmead Garden, uh, Garden Club. Okay. On fruit trees. So I had all my little notes from y'all. <laughs> and uh, I, I just gush over and says, you know, Red Baron, it may not be uh, consistently productive, but boy, the blooms are outstanding. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the, that's the uh, experience I've yeah. had with it. Yeah. Just, uh, well, it was, uh, basically, I was quoting yeah. you on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was well worth it just to experience that that bloom for those two months. Yeah. And it's a low-till peach 300 hours, Calvin's got in his article. But uh, I always remember the one that's, that I always watched in Stonewall in that orchard up there. And uh, uh, it was the first one to bloom in that whole was orchard. Red Baron? Yeah, was. Red Baron. And, I mean, when it bloomed, it was, <laughs> you know, big double red blooms mm-hmm. on that thing. And uh, it was nice. And uh, I've eaten the peaches of Red Baron, and, and like you say, it's a, what do you say, a sparse bloomer uh, or a share shot? bloomer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's almost worth it. For, it's almost worth it for the bloom. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Calvin says the long period between bloom and harvest means that the Red Baron requires more irrigation and pest control. But the spectacular blooms are worth it. Well, I think I think uh, people quit. People have a tendency to quit watering their trees after they pick the fruit. And what people don't know is that those uh, leaves uh, they're growing in June and uh, July, I guess, are the uh, ones that are going to initiate the. Uh, bloom primordia for the next year. So if you just let your tree go and during a drought and everything, probably going to cut out on your production for the next year. And of course, everybody thins the fruit, so we don't have to bring bring that up. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody fruit. <laughs> Calvin told his horror stories when he had the orchard, and he couldn't make himself uh, thin the fruit. <laughs> but uh, I, we see a lot of trouble with that with people with satsumas, well, citrus. Yes. They that, won't thin that fruit for nothing. And, and, they love it so and, much. And then the pruning on the peaches. Yeah, I mean, right. You have to really prune them back, and that is so t- so hard. Yeah. <laughs> in San Antonio to prune a live branch. Yeah. And we've got some diagrams of that and uh, on plantanswer.com under pruning, I guess it is. And so, uh, but, uh, and Calvin says uh, that he starts his spray program with the Captain and Malathon when the bloom petals fall. Blossom for petals fall. I think some people recommend that you do it at bud bud break. Some right? some recommend, yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, people are worried about uh, damaging the bees after it blooms, so uh, they they usually don't spray. Uh, and Trace uh, said that uh, we have a product here that has Captain in it. 
what, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and and what, do you remember the insecticide? You said it was a multi-purpose. Mouth ion, carbaryl, and captem. Oh, okay, that's great. What was the other? Carbaryl? Carbaryl? Carbaryl. Seven? Oh, that's yeah. good. I don't know for how much longer, but uh, <laughs> that's what's in it now. Yeah. Okay, that's a good spray for those of you who want to use those toxic pesticides. Well, you can, you know, you can minimize it. You know, what was it? Uh, you spray in the evening. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking about that. Yeah, which is it again, morning or evening? I can't remember, but one, one or the other. Right. I was sitting here as Jerry was talking. It says, it's you got to spray early in the morning or is it early in the evening? I can't, I think it's evening, but I'm not sure. Early, That's right. early in the morning and late in the evening. Yeah. So you do either. Yeah. But you got to do one of the two if you want to minimize the effect on the bees. Yeah. Okay. Right. And you can, if, you, if you're interested, I mean, you can you sacrifice some coverage to uh, save some of the bees and, and uh, yeah. butter, butterflies, and but you can usually tolerate little damage on your on your fruit okay yeah it's not, you know some you people hear, some people don't eat the fruit if it's got a worm in it well, but remember if your fruit has a worm in it that means it's been produced in a safe manner that didn't kill the worm yeah, we're, so ge- we're we generally are. not talking about <laughs> producing fruit for HEB. I'm mostly worried when you find a half a worm. Oh. That's. Trace, know. don't worry, because remember, that worm has been eating peaches its entire life. And theoretically, that worm tastes like a peach. It's more peach than so, worm. So if you collect a bunch of those worms... And put a little sugar on them, and the milk, they're wonderful. They taste just like peaches. On that note, we got to take a quick break. <laughs> While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. According to uh, Al back at the station, Mick Taylor's birthday today. So, the Rolling Stone Who's? music for Mick Taylor. Oh, Mick. Son. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Okay, since, since I knew we weren't going to be able to get that uh, famous... Uh, 
radio personality and he never called us. Master Gardener David uh, David Rodriguez, who yeah. was supposed to call in. Let's today. see if he texted me. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he deleted didn't. you. He did oh, like man. I do. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and so I investigated it last night. Okay. See if I could get find it, okay. get on that. Okay. Okay. The uh, the one we're talking about is uh, the one that's going to be on uh, January the nineteenth. Two when days. Is, when is that? Two days. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and they're going to be doing a webinar uh, from noon till one p.m. Uh, on growing a home fruit orchard uh, on the webinar, on the webinar from 12 to 1. Now, I, I made myself go through the steps of trying to get on the webinar, finding where it is. And the, the simplest address that you can use is one for the Bear County Master Gardeners. And it is bear mg master garden dot org, and that'll that'll put you on the ba- uh, bear master county master gardeners website. Uh, again, that's bear like the county b e x a r, and then followed by mg, which stands for master gardener dot o r g. And that that puts you on the uh, gardening library, uh, the uh, the library, I mean the website, and then uh, it gives you some uh, <laughs> it gives you some choices on what to do or, or, or what to, what you need to look at, which include the gardening library and the vegetable gardening and the Scion newsletter and the VM. VMS, what is it called? Oh, Volunteer System Organization. And then it has a bunch of stuff about uh, their monthly meeting, which is going to be given uh, as a webinar on Thursday, January 21st at 6 p.m. And the speaker is going to be Karen Gardner, Bear, Bear County Master Gardener, and she's going to be talking about uh, the history of the rodeo tomato, past rodeo tomatoes, and how to grow them. Uh, it's free, open to the public, and it tells you how to register at the after that write-up. Uh, in other words, how to it gives you a, a site to click on, and it'll take you over to. Uh, to the to the uh, signups area, so um, and you need to go to sign up. Let's see. You must have Zoom app downloaded and installed, which I did. You receive confirmation email with your personal link to the webinar, and uh, it gives you a. I, I guess it gives you a. Uh, uh, VMS code number 
and you can use one CEU for participating. Now that's in for the um, that is for the uh, seminar on the 21st, but for the 19th, uh, then it it says find us on Facebook. And that's at uh, www.facebook.com, Bear County Master Gardeners, RMG, www.facebook.com, Bear County MG. And uh, that'll give you a list of those, what they're doing, as well as uh, tell you how to sign up for it. Now, the interesting thing I found out is that uh, there's going to be a lot more of these. So you yeah. once you figure out how to how to get on there and get a listing of these things, uh, you can see what all they're all offering. Uh, the uh, the one on January nineteenth, like I said, from twelve to one, growing a home fruit orchard, and uh, the second one is a homegrown lecture series, soil testing. Hmm. January 21st, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then the the Bear County Master Gardener January monthly meeting uh, about the rodeo tomatoes, how Mm -hmm. to grow them, and uh, the history. Uh, it's going to be on January 21st as well from 6 to 8. I mentioned that at this meeting. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> a homegrown lecture series on February the 4th uh, will be from, let's see, did they say what it is? Spring Garden Preparation on February 4th from 10 to 11 a.m. Then uh, homegrown lecture series on February 18th is spring vegetable gardening. Oh. Uh, 10 to 11 on uh, 18th. And then, uh, what? No. History history of cattle in Texas. I don't know. Homegrown lecture series March 4th, 10 to 11. So they got a lot of. A lot of things you can choose from and sign up for. And then Millburgers is going to post the link to the archive. Right. Uh, some of the archive seminars, too. So you go to millburgernursery.com. Yeah, when I, get, when I get that, I'll put, I'm thinking about putting a link to, if I can find the correct link to uh, to the, the listing of all, all these right. uh, That'll topics be good. on plantanswers.com. Hey, Johnson City Joe just reached out to me. I think it's the same one. J.C. Joe, he couldn't listen yesterday. So for those who couldn't listen yesterday, like <laughs> Joe, can you repeat his persimmon uh, question? Oh, we bad mind that American persimmon he had. Right. But, 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 but go back and... Do you still have his email? I don't know. Uh-oh. I might have thrown it away. Oh, you're supposed to keep those as a... Uh, yeah, see, I... he wrote about it. He had a Fuyu. Yeah. John Fuyu. I'll see if I can find it. From uh, Womack Nursery. And uh, and then he had uh, some Japanese uh, Jap- persimmon I never heard of. 
and the, and he had an American persimmon. The uh, and I was I've never heard of the American persimmon he's talking about. The only American persimmon I know of, I uh, grew up with in Tennessee, was a nasty little uh, golf ball-sized fruit orange thing that uh, I used to sit under and dove hunt when I dove hunted because the doves would come to that persimmon tree for some reason. Meter Native American persimmon. Yeah, and uh, they they wanted he wanted to know they're both they're both supposed to be self fruit. Yeah, both are self fruit fertile, but one is native to America, the other to Japan. Right. Question: Will these two self? I think it's illegal for an American persimmon to cross with a no, Japanese persimmon. I, I don't think so. Since the war, not in Blanco County. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean they disregard the war and no, like, they, okay. no, anyway uh the uh uh what we said was that uh since they're both self fruitful yeah it is possible that uh you could get some pollen transfer to each other to one another, but it's not like it encourages there's no uh, benefit to fruit them. okay uh it the uh, the one the, the for the Japanese persimmon, uh, the one that they use for a pollinator is one called chocolate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've talked about that one. Yeah, and uh, it's mainly grown for as a pollinator for fuyu and okay. the tananashi and some of those. Uh, fuyu is, is, in my opinion, the best variety. Because it's uh, non-astringent, yeah. which means it doesn't pucker you from one end to the other. How would I find out if the, me- the meter was astringent or not? They, he said they were, oh, I don't know. I have to Google it? Yeah. All right. You'd have to look, uh, look up Womack Nursery. Well, I guess he got it from Womack Nursery. W-O-M-A-C-K, Womack. In De Leon, Texas. But uh, I wouldn't worry about uh, cross-pollination. That's not a main thing. Like Kevin and I were talking about yesterday, the problem with all, all Japanese persimmon is for the first four to five years, they are real sensitive to environmental adversities like drought, too much rain, whatever, and they abort the fruit uh, when they're when they're young. So, uh, I, I, some people plant that chocolate variety, which would I imagine pollinate the oh. American variety as well. This says here's a description on OneGreenWorld.com. Meter American persimmon was selected by the late professor. Uh, Eldwin That's it. Meter in New Hampshire. You know, it's, hang on, it's pop-ups. In New Hampshire, with its outstanding self-fertile variety, produces delicious, sweet, deep orange fruit with fine ornamental as well. Uh, meter's large, dark green foliage turns bright red and yellow. Uh, it just said sweet. They're lying about it. Okay. <laughs> 
the American persimmon that I know of, uh, <laughs> it was it was turned sweet when it got mushy and orange, and and that's it was mealy when it mm. got that away. Not like well, maybe this is different. Not like the Japanese persimmon. Okay, so how far apart should he should he plant them? Probably 30, 20 to thirty feet. Oh my 30, goodness! Thirty okay. feet. Okay. And realize that uh, it's going to be a while. Uh, let's see. Uh, you think think Joe's going to live another five years? Absolutely. Oh, okay. We'll be talking to Joe five years from now. <laughs> I'm wondering if he he must like persimmons. Uh, I I like persimmons. People either like them, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> It was it was a funny story. There. Aren't they real expensive in the stores? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laura's dad really loves them. Yeah. In Alabama, I don't know if you can grow them in Alabama, but I, uh, he loves them. I uh, <laughs> the real the when they get really sweet, they're soft and almost feel rotted. Hmm. And so people don't like that that yeah. texture. I think now, now the non-astringent type. You can eat those when they're firm. Uh, that means they're not bitter when they're firm. But to really get the sweetness of them, you let them go almost to to rotting stage, and then you eat them. I had I was eating some with uh, Chris Maru on on my TV program one time, and uh, I always tell people the best way to eat a Jap a ripe Japanese persimmon. Is in the bathtub because you literally suck the the slimy juice out, yeah, all over out of the persimmon. But it's it's worth the trip. It's very good. And then you can you can take those hard ones that are not quite that soft yet, freeze them, and they'll uh, they'll be soft when you t- uh, throw them out. Doctor Life, like that's what he used oh, to do. Oh yeah. And uh, Mr. Moy used to grow a lot of them hmm. uh, over over at the botanical garden, and he wrapped every fruit because if he didn't, the birds would get them. Oh, so uh, you go Johnson City's going to have uh, Joe's going to have that problem too. The birds will get them if you don't wrap them or protect them. All right. Joe, stay around. That's pretty good for memory. Memory. Yeah, you did great. All right, Joe. There you go. Hope you feel better. 210-308-88. Was he sick? He said he couldn't call in yesterday because he wasn't feeling well. Oh, bless his heart. I tell you, I don't know if he's going to make it. He's going to be fine. <laughs> Just to spite you, he'll. Uh... <laughs> I got a, speaking of old persimmons or old types of plants, I got a email from a guy that says, Blake, his name is Blake Lenore. Lenore. There's a great name of Lenore. Uh, anyway, they said, uh, hello, friend. This is Blake, a community farmer and gardener who's doing his very best to restore Native American culture. Okay. I'm a seed saver and a wildlife gardener from Chicago. Get out of here. Who's educating folks about indigenous food and medicine. We better hurry on this. You only got about 30 seconds. To help heal the world from her sickness. 
You write about Native American watermelons growing on, on the India, Illinois-Indiana border at one time in your article, but I want to find more old types of watermelon growing among the El- Illinois and Miami tribes living in that area. All right, you got 20 seconds. <laughs> You want to answer said, this next uh, week? Or? I'm looking for more to, to, my, to, to more varieties to now besides the Red Sea type, which is in its true form from for centuries ago. All right. Please contact me if you need me. All right. We'll I say don't goodbye. need you.